right, welcome to the podcast today. It's 1 o'clock in Podcastville on Thursday, August 18th. We welcome back to the studio. She's mostly recovered. She's the food editor, food empress, features writer, and so much more at The Blade, Mary Billion. Aw, thank you, thank you. It is good to be back among the living and the, and the moving and not sitting on the sofa with my hand bandaged up people again. Yeah, I have, uh, we always ask each other questions. You started this because you, you you would throw questions at me, but I have what uh, I wanted. To, I always do a little bit of prep for us or I set stuff aside. I even emailed myself your comeback, your out of retirement article yeah. from over the weekend, yes. which was nice. I felt like I was watching Jordan put the 45 on and come back out of retirement. <laughs> um, but I had to go back to it because I had enough questions, which turned into a, a bit of an inquisition. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, and I'm going to run with these because there's a lot to get to. But first... Yes, we always have a lot to get to. There's never enough time. Um, and we'll try to keep it as brief as we can. So we'll, we'll keep it to like an hour or so, maybe less. Um, let, let's let dive right into the controver- the food controversy yes. that you have brought with you, that you brought to my attention, which I made, brought Eric a present. Crinkle, crinkle. It, it made... <laughs> It made me recoil and my beloved candy corn compatriot, Sarah Elms, even did a vomit emoji over this candy nonsense. Candy corn is how we met because you and Sarah were talking about candy corn a couple of years ago. And I was on my social media ban because the Great British Bake Off yep. airs on Tuesdays in England and it does not air on Netflix until Friday's here and God forbid I find out anything who won who left what controversy there was so I'm on ban so Sarah catches me in the newsroom is like hey did you see Eric's message about candy corn no we're on social media ban so I reached out to you we talked about candy corn you are a devotee I like it, although I admit that I shouldn't, and I can't have it in the house, because even though I don't really like it, I can't stop eating it, and it will be dinner. So, Brock's has mashed up candy corn season, because, you know, the 4th of July is already done, so the Halloween stuff is already out, Mm -hmm. and tailgate season, because it's football season, and we have tailgate candy corn, and I knew your life would not be complete if you didn't try these. So, as much as I would rather try these than what you, when I told you that I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't eat what you brought from the bakery. Mm-hmm. So, are these supposed to be hot dog, hamburger, popcorn, um, fruit punch, vanilla, ice cream? So, do they taste like that or are they shaped like that? Well, I wrote a column about it that you will see on August 28th. I okay. did professional research. My boyfriend Craig and I tried them. I brought them into work. (laughs) Mary, it smells like a bathroom, and I'm not kidding. So there's five flavors. They're not tricolored, like proper candy corn should be. They they are still triangular. So the fruit punch is the pink one that I thought was sort of like a a pink starburst. Um, There's one creamy colored one that gets a little more yellow at the bottom. There's one sort of golden one. And you're going to have to taste those to figure out which one's popcorn, which one's vanilla ice cream. And then there's two that are sort of pink and gold and cold and coral. And we're all still trying to figure out which one's hot dog and which one's hamburger. So, have you, at it. You know, I dis- Entertain the people. You know we're here to entertain the people. You know I greatly dislike hot dogs, right? 
except for v- very. Yeah, but this is not a hot dog. I know, but the bet. So I'm <laughs> it's not. It's not a hot dog. It's not candy corn. I'm... It's its own unique entity in the universe. <laughs> yes, it is, and I, I, it may have broken space time. So I don't want to do it now because you should know. You know, I have my Invisaligns in. Okay. I'll do it at the end. We'll do a quick video. Did you bring food from the bakery? I did bring a couple of treats. I have the ones that I've already dipped into because I can't eat, like, you know, everything that we try for cheap eats. Right. Um, So I I bring the leftovers home. But then I got a couple things also for my boyfriend and his daughter so then um, that we can get nice pictures and video and I can show them off. And it was amazing. The Goody Bar on Detroit near... Um, near Glendale is amazing. Amazing. Is that is that a cheap eats? Yes, it's cheap eats for Wednesday the twenty fourth. I so. think I think we briefly talked about this last time. Cheap eats is becoming perhaps uh, archaic because it's because of inflation. It's hard to keep it under the ten bucks. Well, I we took this. We did. We preloaded four episodes before I had my hand surgery in June, and then um, and with one exception of one meal. Um, which went just slightly over, but it was a vegan gluten-free gluten-free meal from the Mindful Table down in Perrysburg. And because those are specialty items that require a greater investment, we were good with going just over. Um, but other than that, we haven't we haven't had any trouble. Did you create? So this was our first episode back after Phil went on vacation oh, and Phil. I we'll get to had Phil. surgery. Did did you create cheap eats? It's not like the most hugely original idea. I'm not the only person who does some for version the, of this. For but, the blade, sorry. Well, I did. Um, I did Frugal Fridays when I was in Ann Arbor, and then the um, the budget was five dollars and under. And so, when they were looking for new content, especially as we were moving more into the digital age, uh, I said, you know, we used to do this. We called it Cheap Eats because um, it's instantly recognizable. Everybody knows what Cheap Eats would be mm-hmm. about. Um, we started at $5, and that was getting kind of hard, so now we're up to 10 So far, so good. I mean, a lot of the food trucks and a lot of the smaller mom-and-pop kind of places we go to tend to have some items under there. Like, we never promise you're going to get, like, a four-course meal, or, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily have to get an entree. If you're a bakery and you're selling cupcakes and brownies like the Goodie Bar, mm-hmm. we're all over. We're all over selling that. If if times get more challenging, you can do Cheap Eats Plus. That's what everybody does. Right. Uh, and we'll also go to, like, if we're getting something like pizza. When we did Poppy's Tacos, was it last summer? Um, we ordered the, the, the birria pizza, which was sort of like, you know, mashup of pizza, tortilla, uh, birria tacos, all of that in one. And that was $25. But each of those eight pieces was like an entire sauce meat laden sandwich like you could eat for three days off each one of those slices so you know that's really you know you divide 25 by eight and it's you know three dollars a slice so we're good with that we you know we as phil and i like to say we make our own rules but we we don't want to go too far astray from our mission i was i was just gonna say uh it's your feature you can make the rules and it's kind of like uh are you how familiar with like european soccer are you um I, I know that there's a team called Man U. <laughs> yes. Um, you, you you do what you can get away with. Yes. And you are your own oversight. So bend the rules. Although, the way people have been complaining lately, um, one thing I'm going to ask you about, I'm sure you'll have some ardent reader clip you for going too frequently over $10. But We rarely do it. 
We really, we rarely, rarely do it. Um, if we can't do $10 per person, like I say, with something larger that's easily shareable, like we're not saying, you know, share a cupcake. Um, but if it's something that's clearly dividable and shareable, we'll do $10 per person because everybody, you know, would contribute and, and each person's share would still be within our budget. Reason. It has to be a really exceptional reason to to go over. And mostly, so then we went to Forest View Lanes, uh, the bowling alley, uh, just over the border. And and so they had a lobster mac and cheese that was $14 at the time. Now, granted, that's that's well over. That's oh, almost yeah. 150%. Yeah. But it was their big ticket ticket signature item, something that they were really big on and that people had talked about. So we at least tried it. But we did say, this this doesn't qualify as cheap eats, but we're here. How can we not? You, How can we not show it up? And you can only, you should only eat $10 worth. And that was so rich. I mean, it's a really generous portion, and it's so rich that, that easily, if you're there on a date with somebody, you could easily share it. I have another analogy. This sounds like some, like, Banana Republic dictatorship. You just make the rules up as we go along. Exactly. We go fourteen dollars. We're going fourteen dollars. It's a banana pudding. <laughs> there we go. Dictatorship. Um, I got a banana pudding cupcake over at the Goodie Bar. Oh my god! So cupcakes alone are amazing. Banana pudding is one of the great foods on earth, and you put them together. Oh my god! You're happy to be back at work, aren't you? Uh, okay, before you answer that, or I'll come back to that. Um, were you surprised to see my my racy picture of your partner in crime on Saturday? I thought that was him. <laughs> yes, Phil is back from vacation down at you know covering Jeep Fest. Um, I'm I'm happy to be back. You know, engaging with readers and doing this podcast with you. I haven't seen you all summer because you 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 let me skip last month because I was um I was on medical leave and I said you know I can still sit on the sofa and talk but. You know, you let me rest. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm. The community relationships. That's that's really what I I thrive I on. Now I got to. I'll I'll be honest. After I've been at the bakery, you know, using a fork, which sounds like a stupid thing, but when you have your right hand operated on, it's not a stupid thing. You know, just the force of pushing the fork into a really dense New York style cheesecake is hard. And I was taking notes. So my hand hurts. So to that degree, um, work being back to work is kind of hard. Okay, it's I a thought, lot of work for my hand. I thought it was, I think we're going to say for other reasons. Going back to the uh, nobody wants to work. You'd rather not work. We'd rather not work, but we have to get paid, and at least that's we, right. We have until somebody decides to be my benefactor, right? And Craig. Let me just go make friends and do podcasts and 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 show off local eateries and whatnot. I. I'm I'm here for the paycheck. Podcasting is even less lucrative than my regular <laughs> job, and if anybody, you know, you know whose content is in, is incredible, and it's kind of buried because of where it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying not to be evil, and in an indirect way, they are also your employers. But uh, Tim from BCAN, his stuff is great. Yeah. Tim does, does great, great content, and you know, I don't know. I think he pushes out plenty of stuff. I I, I I'm not sure. I'm not his target. Uh, I'm not the audience that his algorithm would target, but I think his stuff is is exceptional. And if I saw his content, and even if I I just saw that oh it's it's Toledo, it's not national regional, I'd go that guy easily has like eight thousand followers, and he doesn't. So, but Tim's stuff yeah, is great. Yeah, he does. He does. He does a great job. Now I don't want to make it sound like I I don't enjoy work. You know, the thing is is that 
like I say, the relationships, the friendships, you know. So when I do Cheap Eats, you know, we're, we're supporting community businesses. We're showing lots of local love. Um, but, you know, I eat really well, but I make friends. Everywhere I go, mm-hmm. I make friends, and I love that. The You know, but after two months, now I'm back to putting the puzzle pieces together with deadlines looming over me. And, all right, so this book is being published on this date. Do I want to feature it then? But a holiday's coming up, so do I do it the week before? As a preview, do I do it the week after? And trying to piece all of this together as I'm getting all these emails, you know, about, mm-hmm. oh, you know, we've got this product and that product and these romance novels that have a food theme and all, all, all of, all of that, just trying to, all that swimming in my head. I, I admit I've not missed. We, the, the, the 50% of love, the 50% of work we love, we tolerate that 50%. Mm-hmm. I like to think yes. that it's better to, it is better to keep those percentages more towards the love, but that's not always possible these days. Right. Nope. And I do have to say though, that there's, there, it's a good problem to have mm-hmm. that I have, so much good ton- content. So, so many beautiful, beautiful cookbooks are coming out this fall ahead of the, the holidays. Um, the, the high holidays, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. You know, granted, Yom Kippur is a fast day, but there's always break the fast and all the food you want to serve for that. Um, you know, there are, there's, there's too much content and too little space and too little yeah. time. And that's a good problem to have. I just need to then figure out what, what Toledo most wants to, to read about and eat. Not the Jewish holidays, I can tell you that. <laughs> We're going to focus on apples. Apples are universal. But yes, yes. Um, and it is apple season. Exactly. Um, all the bait. There are still basic bitches. Uh, and they will be <laughs> at their apple farms picking their apples, taking their pictures, and so on and so forth. Um, all right, so we got a lot. Let me let me fire off some of these questions, and you've already kind of answered them, but I want to ask like in more interview fashion. Um, All right. Rehab, like you were off of work, but you yes. still were quite busy. Uh, yes. Rehab and PT and all that stuff. I think OT kept you very busy. Still keeps me very busy. <laughs> um, aside from that, because this was not all the sitting around on the couch and, and whatever. Um, so that was busy. Your relatives visit you got to see your grandbaby yes, for the first finally. time right yes finally covid kept them away right um my son's um marriage to a gorgeous in every way shape and form physically her spirit everything gorgeous beautiful woman who's filipina so he went over there at the end of 2019 to meet the family and they decided to get married there figuring it would be easier to get her paperwork if they were married, rather than her having to come here, get some establishment, go back there, it was a lot more complicated. Well, you get married December of 2019, and we all know what happened the next month. Mm-hmm. So my son had been over there for two and a half years. I hadn't seen him, and he's an only child. What so was he doing there? He had gone over there to meet the family, and and they got married, and then they were hoping it would just be a few weeks, maybe a couple of months, to get her paperwork so they could come back here and COVID hit mm-hmm. and and much of, of of Eastern Asia was very strict. The Philippines was very strict. It's an island nation and they would forbid travel from one island to another. So you're not in Manila. You can't you can't get to Manila, uh, but you have to wait for the US Embassy to to snap its fingers and tell you when to come and, and have your interview. More paperwork like, you know it's complicated, but more paperwork, more affidavits, more everything than I had ever thought 
was possible. And I had to keep sending and resending things. Um, and then in the midst of all that, um, in December of 2020, my grandson was born. So they not only had to get my daughter-in-law's paperwork, but then they had to get Jacob's. That's so, your grandson. That's my grandson. So my son kept redoing his visa. Um, and at one point, finally, once Jacob got his citizenship and passport sorted out, because he's got dual citizenship, um, they kept thinking, well, are they going to keep renewing the visa? Will, will my son have to come back? Would he bring the baby? Would he leave the baby? Because she hadn't had her interview yet. So the, the day I had my surgery in June is the day she had her visa uh, appointment in Manila. And I had figured it would be still months more because they're so backlogged. They had said at one point earlier this year they were 50,000 applications backed up to the point that they were going to start um, uh, not interviewing everybody. So I was surprised she got an interview because I thought, well, this is a pretty easy case. It was a very, very, you know, perfunctory thing. Mm -hmm. And like... A month later, literally a month later, they were on the plane going from Manila to L.A., L.A. to Detroit. Did you cry when you saw them? Oh, my God. I was running through the airport. I started to cry. <laughs> Is uh, So what was it like to see Jacob not on a phone screen? Oh, my God. He's the cutest thing. I didn't get to do that much FaceTiming either because, you know, it was 13-hour time, time difference and infrastructure. They had a, they had a massive typhoon. That, that went through all across the Philippines, right in the area that they're at. Um, so so power and, and internet connections were, were difficult. It's, it's been a really, really hard couple of years. Um, Jacob is just, he's so cute. And I know I'm biased, but even other people keep telling me, well, we're not biased and we think he's really cute. And he's got an incredible attention span. I was really surprised how much he focuses on what he's doing at any given time. And he's a good eater. He got to try macaroni and cheese and all kinds he's of things. He's in the right stuff. family to Yes, see. he is. Um does uh do you have a, a grandmother name yet? A grandmother handle? Uh they've been calling me grandma because okay. in the Philippines you call grandma Lola. Okay. So so her mother is Lola and then so it's easier to have a Lola and a grandma. I had always kind of figured I'd be Bubby, but nobody's calling me Bubby, so that's the <laughs> That's Yiddish word. <laughs> um, so they've gone back now. They've returned. They live up in Michigan, oh, Central Michigan. So they're, so they're about four hours away. They're staying there. She would like to come back here. Uh, my son likes living in the wilderness. Where are Where are they in Central Michigan? Um, they don't like me to say they're centralish. Okay. So not in the UP, but okay. centralist Lower Peninsula. Okay. And. Um, so they're four hours away, which is, God forbid, you know, much closer than than they were, but still too far away. Right. So I did my, That's not- what I call my You Will Do Better in Toledo tour. And we went to the zoo and the botanical gardens. And my daughter-in-law loves, loves, loves to read. She reads like a, bu- a book a day. So I had been collecting books at flea markets and garage sales and the, lo- and the Friends of the Library book sales um, for her. When she saw the pile, she started to cry. So we went to the main library so that Jacob could go play in the children's department, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Like so many activities and so many games and so many books. And um, and I brought Lily in there and, you know, you go into the the, the, the that gorgeous marble entryway and then just shelf. So she's so cute. She's um. She's got her phone and she's filming the rows and rows of books and she posts it on social media and her friends are like, oh my gosh, so many books, so many books. Do they not have libraries there? They have very small versions of libraries is my understanding. Now, Manila might be a different matter 
but she's from a very small town, and and so I think that that makes a huge difference. Sure. Um, did you get did you get bored at all while you weren't working for a couple of months? Um, a little bit early on because I spent. Uh, two weeks with my hand in a mummy wrap. I had a massive splint covering my palm and holding my finger, and it was it was it was wound up. And um, and for the first four days, you know, take a take a narcotic, fall asleep. Take a narcotic, fall asleep. You know, legally, I woke, I woke legally, up, yes, indeed, very legally. Um, you know, I was awake long enough to to eat. Um, and then I didn't need the narcotics anymore, and my hand didn't hurt. But I couldn't use my hand because I couldn't see my hand, and, right. I, and I couldn't drive, and I couldn't write, and I couldn't, you know, I, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't cook. Um, this so that like... was a little boring until I got all of that yeah. off. It was. So what did you do? Watched TV, read a lot of books. What's the um, best thing you watched? Um, early on, or just all together? Throughout this process. Oh wow. Um. You weren't ready for that one. No, I wasn't ready for that one. I would have Re- made a list because I can't remember. What Best thing you read? I have my book list. Um, might be Harvey Firestein's book. He's got an autobiography, and he's a stellar storyteller. I yeah, I can imagine. Um, let's see, what did I read? I read. I read a book called The Sweetness of Doing Nothing by an Italian-American who, who lives in Italy. And it was all about the Italian life ethic that, as opposed to us, you know, driving through Starbucks and getting our coffee to go and, you know, talking on the phone while we're drinking our coffee, while we're driving, you know, all of <laughs> Sit and have your coffee and take five, ten minutes to just breathe and enjoy what you're having. Um, I'm guilty of eating lunch at my desk. Um, I find it hard to go out and go anywhere and do lunch and then come back and get my brain back in gear. It's easier to just kind of work through. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the, again, take some time. Even if you're not sitting at your desk, even if you're not going out, go sit outside at the bench in you know outside the parking lot or or take a small short walk around the building but something to just kind of take a break just in enjoy what you're eating what you're drinking what you're doing who you're with mindful that was eating really important and exactly we often, mindful living yeah we all we often get caught up in needing to be busy and sometimes yes. there's an article that i set aside for myself that, that is now a couple of years old and, it, and it, the title is let kids be bored because yes. you can't be busy all the time and it no. allows the imagination for them, especially. Sometimes I have to remind myself when I'm walking the dogs, I take my phone with me because it tracks my steps. Right. But I have to just remind myself to keep it in my pocket because I always have constant thoughts. I wanna I just had something that I wanna ask Mary and I wanna tap it down exactly. and then before you know it. But it you're right. And um this person probably lives in, in maybe a disconnected small Italian vi- village, but I think it's more a society thing, a civilization thing these days yeah. than, than an American thing. But it's totally fine to be bored or to just be doing one thing and to not not serve the hunger to be busy at all times. That's just it. And especially, as you say, you know, with kids, you know, when they're bored, yeah, they'll whine for a little bit, but they'll figure it out. They'll find something to do. They'll ask if they can help with dinner or they'll, 
They'll, um, you know, make up a game. They'll they'll do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question. Yes. Uh, you you may or may not want to answer this, but this <laughs> this is this can be professional, which is the part you might not want to answer, but also personal as well. And some of this might have been baked into, no pun intended, there for the food lady, <laughs> um, with your family in town. Did you have any awakenings being away from work? Any aha moments? Um. Listen, Eric, I didn't come here for these questions. I just want to talk about food. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily it was a, a revelation I had while I was off. Um, I've been trying really hard this year to be better about the, the life-work-work-life fun balance. And I've tried to, to um, make sure that but like when I get home on Friday, I don't then go onto the laptop. Or on Saturday, I don't go to la- And it's not that I'm like, you know, Shabbos observant. But but that's sort of a clear-cut, ready time, the Friday night and Saturday, to just say, you know what? I've been at work all week. Mm-hmm. And this, this is time I'm just going to do whatever. I'm trying to make a much more concerted effort to to do things with friends, like to take a cooking class at the library or um, to go to a tea with the, the multi-faith women's group that I so enjoy and I so often get consumed with this deadline or mm-hmm. this something I have to do. But it's, again, back to this, you know, mindful, it's important to take time to see your friends, to take time to support a cause that you care about or to just sit in your jammies and be a vegetable. You've, you've got to do that. And so being forced to take that time off and find something to do other than working to the next, sorry, deadline. <laughs> sorry for everybody's ears. Um, or, you know, or continuing the job or do whatever that it, it was important to take that time. I'm not a vacation time person. I'm a, oh, here, let me take a long weekend. Yeah, me too. Kind of person. Um, yeah, because you had, I think you, I read that you, have not really taken a vacation in very long. In you haven't years. been anywhere in long. Yeah. But you made a very important part about the point about those mental health days. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just need a reset day. And you've got vacation days, I hope. You've got personal days, I hope. You've got sick days, I hope. And I know not everybody has those luxuries. Use them. Yeah. And use them well. Because in, in many cases, they go away. <laughs> yes. Um, you, yes, I've been told at the end of almost every year, you get it done now because you're not going to get it. What I've... I, I don't know what's common practice anymore, but the places I've been, your sick days carried over, mm-hmm. your vacation days did not. So, um, next question. Uh, you answered what you missed about work, just the dialogue with people. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the best thing you ate while you were away? Oh, my God. You got to read Sunday's column, this coming Sunday's okay, column. I will. Um, because it's hard to cook with only one hand like not a hundred percent impossible but really there were going to be some like remedial like scrambled eggs and peanut butter and jelly kind of sandwiches um i was able to do a little bit of baking like i made some scones and some muffins to put in the freezer but i don't have a huge freezer and and i have nowhere to put a chest freezer so i'm living on a freezer space so i thought i'd bake some things so that i would have them like for quick easy breakfast Mm because i'm always up first and you know i can make coffee with my left hand and i could i could warm up a scone with my left hand and i could be independent without having to bother anybody um but beyond that uh, craig was going to have to do everything he had to to drive 
He had to get me to appointments. He had to help with the the bandages. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, how come you couldn't drive? Because I had my right hand all all bandaged up. Nobody so, drives with two hands. What are you, 15 <laughs> taking your driver's test? Nobody's well, going to go, that lady doesn't have it at 10 and 2. Pull her over. Well, partly um, for the first few days I was on narcotics. Sure. So you can't do that. Um, but beyond that, there are times, you know, and I, I admit, I usually am a sort of a one-handed noon driver. Leaning back, listening to your the- rap music. <laughs> Bouncing along. Gotta change the station. Plume of smoke coming out of the car. But there are times when you need both hands. Okay. To change the radio station. To change the radio station. You know, sometimes if you're making, you know, sharp turns. Okay. And Were you not allowed or unable? I was unable. Okay. Um, You know, so grocery shopping, uh, anything that needed to be done, you know, was going to fall on Craig. And so... I've participated in meal trains before. There's a site called Meal Train where it will coordinate. And it's a great site because it does everything you need. Instead of you getting like, you know, four helpings of tuna casserole in a row as people say, oh, let me bring you a casserole. Um, Or three people coming on the same day with the food. It lets you coordinate a schedule. You can sign up for what you're going to bring. You can make donations towards um, like... You know, delivery services if people want to get takeout. Um, so I signed up for Meal Train, and I'm, I'm going to start to cry. <laughs> I got two weeks of the most amazing meals. Like, I kept joking. Like, my family's not going to want me to cook anymore by the time they're done eating this. Um, I got Chicago-style sausage and peppers. But it wasn't just, like, like one serving for me. It was, like, a family size serving and it came with a loaf of bread and it came with salad people made entrees blueberry muffins from um, your uh, readers oh, or um it's funny because some of them were long-term friends um hallie freed from the federation signed up for temple shomari Munim's misfa meals and brought me two different meals so there were um there were beef tips and and there was a, a oh just an amazing sort of a hash brownie cheesy casserole uh, cookie assortments. Um, I I got I got little little goblets with chocolate mousse. People made me lasagna. Like I cannot. I the Cliff's Notes version is in my column on Sunday, and even still, okay. that's about half of what I got. I mean, we got several meals. One woman brought me um, pasta salad that we could have for dinner, and then still be able to scoop out at our convenience for lunches for a couple of days. Um, I feel bad because I'm leaving somebody off because there was so much food. So we've got some things still in the freezer. So like when I have an occupational therapy appointment and my hand hurts and I've been typing and taking notes and I don't want to cook, we still got all that, all that love in the freezer. Um, uh, you know, we would, we had enough for a dinner and then a lunch the next day. Just, this just amazing abundance and, and people just, just showered me with the most amazing food. Like if they had sent me a platter of cold cuts and, mm-hmm. and bread, I would have been thrilled. I could have assembled that with my left hand, but they went so far beyond, um, chicken salt in Boca, chicken marsala, like just you didn't amazing post these, You didn't post any of these pictures, did you? Um, not yet. There are a few okay. that are um, that are are going to be with the column okay. on Sunday, um, but I've got I've got an amazing array of pictures. You know, homemade bread bowls for soup. Like I just I I can't even tell you how 
how amazing the meals were. Uh, I had a couple of people say, who in their right mind has the chutzpah to cook for the food editor? I'm like, oh my God, first of all, do you not know me? I'm such an enthusiast. But this food was all made and delivered with such love. Homemade pickles. Like there was a whole Mediterranean Shabbat spread with homemade breads and pickles. I, I just, I will never be able to repay to the universe what, what my friends, and in some cases readers, people that I'm like friends on social media with and we communicate, but that I had never met in the real world. They signed up to, to feed me and help take care of my family. It was just amazing. Um, I have another one last question for this, and then I'm going to ask mm. you your opinion on something else, and then we kind of have to wrap up. Okay. Um, I know you have I questions. I feel like I've consumed the entire th- thing, and I haven't asked you one question yet. Th- that's fine. This is my podcast. I ask the questions. <laughs> you you have a podcast. You can ask the questions. All right. Um, I'll take you up on that. Call it the Phil Cast. Um, <laughs> what is coming up? Because it is kind of the busy time of year. You already talked about the Jewish holidays. We're going to get into fall foods, fall drinks, and then before you know it, we're, uh, we're Halloween stuff. We'll do a big Halloween episode. I hope so. Um, then it's the food time of year. So what's... Well, that's one of the reasons I chose to have the surgery in June. You know, my doctor said, you didn't get a summer last year because for those who don't know, this is my second round. And I hate to say it, but I'm already showing some signs of recurrence. So I'm hoping God for, God help me. We're just that gonna... It may be a trifecta next year. I don't know. We're just going to take, take it off. Um, we'll give you a robotic hand. I... I'm, t- I'm telling you, I'm I'm starting to look at things like the, the Ability Center, which I know is near and dear to your heart, and trying to think down the road, wh- what services am I going to need? Should I be looking at dictation services so I don't have to type so much? Like, um, it's it's kind of kind of scary to me. For mental health reasons, I'm sorry you're going through that, because that sucks. That yes. sucks. Um, yes. So I'm sorry, and I'm happy to ha- connect you with them in any way, and they would never turn Thank anybody you. away for any... Any type of ailment or whatever it is that doesn't allow them to live the life like they would like to or like many able-bodied people can. Right. I'm trying to get my verbiage right with stuff yeah. for them. So, um, Okay, so what's coming up short-term, long-term? Um, oh, so anyway, yeah, as you say, the food the food season is coming up. And so I thought, well, if I wait in the winter, then it's hard to put on the sweaters and the boots and all this stuff with only one hand. And the holidays are coming up, so that's why I chose to do it in the summer. So I am in somewhat good form. Uh, we're still going to have a wire story recipe this Sunday, but then I'm back with a story on August 28th, although we're getting art from the publisher, so I don't have to do the photo shoot and all the cooking. But on September 4th, I've got amazing cakes that you can take to your Labor Day barbecues and picnics, uh, eat in the summer, eat through the fall, eat through the winter. They are adaptable. Uh, it's it's the most amazing recipe. I make this cake all the time and each time it's with different fruits or different toppings or whatever um october is national cookbook month and um, i've probably got three dozen cookbooks sitting on and under my coffee table and i want to feature every one of them i can um it's also national pasta month so we'll probably do something with maybe spaghetti you know on top of spaghetti um the high holidays are coming up. Apple season is coming up. Halloween is coming up. Um, it's, I'm just kind of getting back last week, so I'm still kind of trying to piece the puzzle together. We always, always do the Penta Holiday Sweets competition where the kids make um, cookies and candies, and we can share the recipes with readers. So I'm going to have to get that scheduled pretty soon. So it's it's a busy time. In October, I guess. And I'll do the heavy lifting here. I mean, I'll... I'll 
I'll fall on this sword mm-hmm. or on this martini glass. Do you want me yeah. to uh, once again experiment and perhaps modernize and enhance my candy corn martini so you can write another story? You should. Okay. And I need to try it. Um, and with that, how people revile can- candy corn, we kind of do have someone who kicked a hornet's nest that didn't know they were kicking a hornet's nest because people <laughs> didn't even know that they were hornets. And I know exactly how you feel about this because we're of the same mindset, but I want your actual words and opinion. Um, where are you with the flag stuff? The flag stuff? Do you not know about this? The Toledo City flag. Yes. Okay. And the and, and poor Jacob, <laughs> who I keep telling him i was like please just keep eating all the eat all the pizza you need it it will make the comments be quieter no it won't but you'll just feel good eating pizza yes exactly so um your thoughts on this because again i I know where you probably lie but i want to hear you say it (laughs) um i i admit that i i know about it but i am not well versed i've been so consumed these last two weeks just trying to get back into into work that that i i am not as well versed in this as i should be i know that there is talk of a new flag and it's a very pretty flag um i know that their city council had delayed voting on it Mm -hmm. though but i don't know why uh they want the public to talk about and that's that that was the only misstep from the outset of Mm -hmm. of this when it first came up, I think a week prior, city council just said, let's get some talk about this, some feedback. And I don't know how officially they are doing it other than letting people comment online, which is <laughs> Never painful. ever read the comments. Never read the comments. So today- and be nice and don't write one of those comments. Today, <laughs> it kind of hit a point where I have not seen in a while. And again, I feel so bad for Jacob because there are people who are thinking all kinds of things uh, that he's up to all these sinister things. And it's, it's not that. He is such a sweet- He's such a sweet dude, kid, man, yeah. um, and I feel bad. That's why last week when I had when he visited with me, um, and he did the logo for the podcast. If you didn't know, um, I wanted to check right. in on him because look, when we when we do stuff, we're used to, and we don't deal with this because we have very like low calorie kind of content. Um, but we're used to when people want to come after us for something or whatever. He's not. He's trying to do a good thing, exactly. And, and the hornets are stinging everything um, today. In the Blade News slide, um, an entire local listener-submitted editorial opinion section was about the flag. And I have never seen that before. I couldn't open News Slide this morning, so I didn't see it. It can be it can be a little wonky at times. Some, you know, it takes up a lot of space on your phone. Mm-hmm. I have found that I have to delete and then reinstall to get rid yeah. of the cache. Um, but yeah, usually when there are... So there's like a Blade editorial, there's a some Toledo professor or whatever when there's, and then obviously there's a national ones, but when there are listener editorials that you guys publish, it's like somebody has got an, if there's four, there's often like two about one thing, but then two completely different things, all four or six. And they did a good job. There were, it was equal, uh, three on one half, three on the other side. Um, when it comes to the issue, but the whole thing was about the flag. Oh, and it's just, it's a pretty flag. It is. And, I just want people to, and I've said this repeatedly on the podcast, just listen to the explanation because yeah. the most irritating detractors from all of this have been, I have two now. I didn't even know we had a flag and they're getting angry about it. Like, did you hear what you just What's said? What's to be angry about? Um, like, I don't get that. And then the other people who are saying, the mommy's never blue. It, that's why they call it the muddy mommy. Why is it blue? And I'm like... Hey, jerky face, the, oh the mommy should not be that color. That's one of the problems. Oh, my God. So, poor Jacob. It's a and, beautiful uh, flag. Uh, yeah, and I, I heard... And I think it, I think it, it, 
from what I've read about it, it represents the city well. A friend of mine today who we always agree with stuff. He has gone, he has responded to my tweets, to my Facebook post today, and he even texted me. He's like, why do I keep responding? Um, it's really gotten under his skin, and he showed me what he thought it should be. And I think he took something like from Fort Meigs, which is kind of like an amalgam of what the seal is now. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what that is. Um, and he showed me like Fort Meigs, the siege of, the siege of Fort Meigs and whatever. I'm like, again... Uh, I don't think Toledo was around then, and that was where Perrysburg is now. So, yeah. and and someone else could submit things. This was not a contest. Jacob took it upon himself. And you know what? If Jacob went away, and as I kind of joke, <laughs> his name is Jacob Parr. If Jacob Jar from North Toledo submitted something, it would get the same blowback. Yes. Um, yes. So, but, people, you know. Is it really so hard to be supportive? I mean, even if you yes. didn't know there was a flag, and how can you not know there was a flag? But if it wasn't necessarily what you might have done, or the river isn't always necessarily the color it should be, why why do you need to to be so vile and they so vicious? I mean, I just I don't get why you're channeling whatever stresses are in your life on something like this that the man just tried to do. That's their outlet because they don't have... I know. They don't know how to cope. Well, because I haven't been there for anybody that makes naughty comments on my columns. How's that? They don't know how to cope. <laughs> it's their outlet. Um, they don't go to therapy. There's a long list. Thankfully, most of what I've seen has not been vile and vicious, mm-hmm. except for probably Fred's listeners. <laughs> and I would tell Fred that. <laughs> Um, and actually, Jacob said Fred was very cordial with him and, and didn't, you know, put gasoline on the fire. And it was a good That's visit. Good. Um, but it, it's more just the unwillingness to listen um, to Jacob's reasoning and then some other things, which, again, it goes back to I asked my therapist today. I went back to my counselor who I had not seen because I went to, and I was like, mm-hmm. tell me your honest opinion. Is it harder than ever from what you gather from your people, like interpersonal relationships, trying to date now? Is it is it, is it a product of COVID? People were always tough. And she wouldn't uh, she wouldn't confirm that for whatever reason. I get it. Um, maybe I'm just terrible to date or try or whatever. <laughs> but I it, it's still COVID times and everything. Everybody is still in a vice. People are still experiencing um, the effects of the pandemic, whether they got ill or not. Um, the We've been isolated, um, and now we've got other stressors. You know, every day the news is a new stressor, for, and for the, the money there's, alone, there's no escape. The, no, there's not. The, the money alone. I mean, as I, as I predicted, and I, I feel good because I've done my homework. I think I've been a responsible broadcaster since... Yes, you always try to be. Uh, since uh, your family tried to come over here. <laughs> um, like, I was like, a lot of people are going to die, um, and they have, but everything else is going to be far worse. And quite frankly, um, with where we are with leadership at multiple levels, mm-hmm. I think when we look back, when Jacob, it, your Jacob, Jacob. is uh, maybe getting ready to have his own family. And then eventually retire. I think he will look back and go the COVID decade, and it, oh, it, it will be that absolutely because of all of the tentacles and collateral damage that it cost. I, I keep seeing this. Um, 
the world was a house of cards and it knocked it over. It was a tornado that knocked it over. And I don't think we're going to clean this up within within a couple of years. So. Well, the thing is, is that, you know, is that we're so isolationist and we were forced into isolation for for a significant period. But we have such an isolationist mindset. And part of part of what's happened with this pandemic is we realized those who didn't realize it before, I hope, have figured it out. We are all interconnected. You mean like globally? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I was just talking to somebody this morning about this. Is that, is that you know, in our apartment buildings, in our neighborhoods, you know, the next door neighbors, the people down the street, uh, in our subdivision, in our city, county, state, you know, and keep broadening that, we are all interconnected, and. There are ramifications, and some of them were immediate, and some of them we still haven't even experienced yet. Somebody pointed out that I came across something today that said a a, a sneaky cause of inflation, which is accurate, mm-hmm. um, is is global warming issues and climate change because mm-hmm. certain crops aren't growing well and so on and so forth. Uh, heavy weather conditions, uh, emergency weather conditions stop production and whatnot. Um you know, there's a wine industry in Wales. Now, when it's warm enough in northern Great Britain to oh, start growing do you remember our- the wine industry, there's a problem. And all you have to do is ask any farmer. Anytime I talk to a farmer, they are feeling it in their daily livelihoods, in their daily yeah. work. They are feeling how things are changing. I'll give you one question to ask mm-hmm. from your list. <laughs> you had, well, I don't even need to pull it up. Um, we talk often about Lake Superior State and all of banned words. words list. I just added another one What'd today. You add? We're getting rid of Rabbit Hole. We're retiring Rabbit Thank Hole. Thank you. Thank you. Did you? You don't really like action movies, do you? I am not an action movie person, but if Craig is watching them, you know I've seen some. If Craig tunes into uh, the Gray Man with Ryan Gosling and Chris right. Evans, that I think you saw. I grabbed the screen cap of when Chris Evans, the Billy Bob Thornton character, says preternatural. Pretty natural. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chris, the Chris Evans character goes, that's an asshole word. Don't use that. <laughs> like that, that That's what I that's have now said. That's what we saved. need, the asshole word We're submitting, yeah, and now it has grown, and I think we should, one, definitely have them on. You've got to. If you don't do it, um, I'm not sure when their deadline is. I was going to say, if you don't do it before the deadline to tell people to start nominating, be sure you do it around after January 1st after they release the list. Rabbit, rabbit hole, it needs to go. Uh, two other ones that I, I, a bell goes off every time, and there's a copay paid every time I hear one of my friends in the mental health community talk mm-hmm. about wraparound services. Okay. Everybody <laughs> has wraparound yes. services. And was Except there- they don't. They aspire to it, but they no, really don't. No, they do. No, they, I'm talking about like, uh, like, like all my places, the Zeff Center, and everybody's got wraparound services. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then they do. I, I'm just sick of that term. Okay. Another one since you got me going. Yes. We're getting rid of C-suite as well. Do you know what that is? No. Uh, that's that's upper management, CEO, CFO. Okay. Uh, oh, that. Okay. I was seeing the word S W E E T in my head. Sorry. <laughs> next to wraparound services, uh, they. Wraparound services hope to find people a pathway to a better life. We're getting rid of pathway. Everybody says pathway. The way the way the Lakers can be better, the pathway they need to follow is trade Russell Westbrook. 
Um, and this is not this is not an instead app- of just saying trade him. Right, 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 right. <laughs> oh, the top of the list, scale. Yeah, we're gonna scale that. You you mean build yeah. it? No, we're gonna scale it. You're gonna grow it. We're gonna. You're gonna climb it like a mountain. <laughs> shut up, you 31 year old idiot millennial um, who wants to be rich like. Elon Musk, and then the last one. This is not an this is not an asshole word or anything, yes. but um, the millennials, which I am, I guess, like a grandfatherly millennial. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna retire adult beverage. We yeah. forgive my French. <laughs> you're you're a fucking adult. You can say a you can say an alcoholic beverage, or right. you could say a martini. But who's to say, say the ginger ale isn't an adult beverage? I mean, come on. All beverages are adult <laughs> beverages. Yes. You got you. You picked the right question to ask me. It's a great one. I love I love that place. I'm coming yeah. for you, Lake Superior State. I hope we, you got to get Maybe that. they will rename it after me. Eric's asshole words. <laughs> All right. Thanks for visiting. It is always a joy. You didn't try the candy corn. Uh, Invisalign. I thought you were going to take them out and do it at the end. We'll do it, we'll it video-wise. Okay. okay?